Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. Myself and Tom have the pleasure of being joined again by Anthony Wooten from the Transatlantic Sports Show. How are you doing, Anthony? Yeah, good guys. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, great, mate. Yeah. Good, yeah. Finally getting out of lockdown a bit, finally exploring a few things, going out, playing a bit of sport. Cricket is back. Cricket's yeah. back. Pubs are open. I still haven't been to a pub yet. Don't know what that's all about. But I've been playing golf. I've got a few rounds in, which is yeah. good. Same. Yeah, shot a birdie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. I'm not uh, too surprised. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we play in a, a golf society and um, I got close to the pin and I was amazed. I am not that good. So, Dude, close to the pin well was, was amazing. More awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, golf than Tiger Woods recently, though. He's back in action this week. He is. He is. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been watching it. It is a bit weird without fans, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of works and it kind of doesn't. I think it's, it's one of those, it's almost like playing PGA Tour golf, isn't it? Or, um, yeah. you know, and then I can see why the Ryder, I mean, the Ryder Cup definitely wouldn't work, would it? Um, no. Would no, that needs fans. fans yeah. needs but fans. Uh, some of them, I guess, you know, on a Saturday evening and the wife's going to bed and you've cracked open a couple of beers, it's, it's still fine. It's still Perfect, fine. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what, I work evening shifts, so uh, during the daytime, the cricket's on and uh, it's great. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you know more about cricket than me now. <laughs> I've been watching cricket <laughs> nonstop. Uh, so, well, we are on here to talk about the NFL. Of course, you deal with unbelievable amount of sports, so we won't even get started with all those. But we'll stick to the NFL today. Um, I think we're going to talk about a little bit about the franchise tag deadline and which can which big players are going to be left on this franchise tag without their desired big contract. Um, there are a few surprising names on there, if I'm honest. Um, and then we'll also, before we get to that, we'll have a little bit of uh, news. We've got, obviously, Chris Jones got his big contract yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? The day before? It was, yesterday. yeah. Yesterday. yeah. And, uh, obviously, Miles Garrett apparently is in, in the uh, news with possibly getting a massive contract. I've seen with the Browns. So, uh, we'll, we'll start with um, Chris Jones. I think that's the, the safe about to start with Chris. So, obviously, he got... Uh, an $80 million four-year contract with $60 million guaranteed. That is, for a defensive end, that is impressive. 
So the Chiefs obviously splashed out now on one big play on the offense, one big play on defense. They're set, aren't they? <laughs> there they go. Yeah, they're quite smart though, weren't they as well? They got Mahomes, they got the main man sorted, and then they knew what they had to play with. And you've yeah. got to build from the trenches, haven't you? And they've, they've done that. And I think, you know, Chris Jones, he certainly stepped up, didn't he, when it mattered most in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes yeah. got the, uh, the MVP, but Chris Jones, you know, and obviously Damian Williams as well. But either of those yeah. guys could easily have got MVP. And you look at Chris Jones, and it was more the, um, the bat downs, you know, his, his pass rush. He never actually got to Jimmy Garoppolo, but he, he got to him. He, he tipped three passes. There was that one uh, yep. towards the end of the game, five minutes left, wasn't there? And it was uh, second and five for the 49ers, and they were 2017 up at that point, and he, he tipped the pass. It looked destined for George Kittle, and the 49ers were on their own 25-yard line at that point. Not that I'm bitter at all, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it, he, he was instrumental in them as much as the guys on offense, the yeah. game that, that he had yeah. then, I think that was his shot window, and he was like, look, you pay me. And it wasn't long after that as well, wasn't it, where he, he came out and he said that he wanted to, to be paid, and, well, they paid him. Yeah, he I said was he was willing home. to sit out as well, wasn't he? So yeah. I think they were clever with the Mahomes with it just being an extension as well. So yeah. he still got a fairly low salary for the next couple of years. Um, so obviously with Jones being a four-year contract, I think typically when, it's, when you get a free agent contract, they never see the end of it. So I can kind of see this going for three years and then he'll probably get cut. But for those three, these next three years, he is going to get paid like one yeah. of the, the top three interior defenders, which is what he deserves. And, yeah. you know, D, D Ford left and he got paid when, when he left. And, yeah. you know, you look at defenses now, and you, especially on third down, and if you've got uh, a great front four there, you then got seven guys behind who can play coverage, which yeah. just enhances. And it, it, you don't have to blitz then either, which is, you know, plays into their yeah. hands, doesn't it? Absolutely. If I'm honest, I did not see this one coming. I genuinely thought they might have tagged him and then traded him away. Um purely because of the amount of uh, weapons on offense that they're going to have to pay eventually. Um, and I just thought the way the uh, Chiefs have obviously won in the last two years is predominantly offense. So I just thought it, it didn't make sense, but clearly they value him that much that they thought stalwart on defense, stalwart on off- offense, and then mm. go with that. But I, I genuinely believe that they were going to trade them. Uh, I mean, that's how, that's how wrong you can be. So Honey Badger uh, tweeted out Tyron Matthew, didn't he? He said, uh, I chose the wrong position to play on defense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. I mean, I, the, the fact that they've, they've got him as well. You've got him in the secondary. I mean, it's, it's just great, isn't it? It plays into his hands. And, you know, the Chiefs are obviously a very smart organization, a very well-run organization. They've got their house in order. But yeah. like you say, moving forward and, and looking ahead, they've got all these uh, offensive weapons that, are going to want to get paid and I'm sure they will have to maneuver things. That's the beauty of the NFL, isn't it though? You know, we've, we've heard so much about Man City this week and uh, they're spending and overspending and disgrace that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, you look at, you look at the the top teams in soccer football and they can go out and they can, they can sign players. We're talking, before uh, we came on air about Leicester and uh, my team Blackburn Rovers, but you know you look at the success of 
Leicester City, which is, you know, it's an anomaly really, isn't it? Yeah. But the NFL just yeah. allows that parity, unless you're the New England Patriots, of course, and then there is yeah. no parity. But that, that's the beauty of it. You know, the 49ers yeah. were second worst team. Granted, it's because of the injury of, uh, to Jimmy Garoppolo, but they were the second worst team the year before last. And then they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it's it, it it can it can work like that as long as you can get your house in order, which is why I think we love the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. They, obviously, banking aren't they a lot on that um, that cap going up? They are, yeah. they're yeah. putting a lot of faith yeah. in that cap going up because they're going to need it to. They're going to keep any of those offensive yeah. stars. Yeah, I think it's expected to as well. The new TV deal is due in a couple of years, isn't it? And I think even with what what's going on in the world now, I mean, hopefully we'll be back back to a bit of normality then but I think that TV deal is still going to be absolutely huge yeah. they'll still probably have to get what they want the NFL so that will straight away put a big injection into the cap space but I think as well we'll get to there'll be um, even more stress kind of on the on the GM and on the scouting department there both the, the, the pro side of scouting and the, and the college side as well because obviously they'll need to keep a good churn of people kind of on the back end of the roster um, the back end of the roster um, in terms of getting in some of those veterans on cheap deals and then making yeah. sure they've got a good crop of rookies coming through all the time. But I think that they've shown that they, they, um, they can pick kind of some gems them that we've seen. Obviously, like they took, they took a gamble on Tyreek Hill. Michael Hardman looks like he's going to be a really good player. So I think, yeah, they, they definitely set themselves up for a new dynasty, dare we say. Yeah. yeah, it's those diamonds in the rough, isn't it? And if you can get those guys, those rookies, and you can time down... Uh, on very cheap deals for you know four or five years, depending on when you draft them. That's why drafting is is so key and so crucial, isn't it? Because yeah. you can you can top pay your your top guys who can be the leaders in your locker room, but you can't pay everyone. Yeah. And you've got to find those diamonds in the rough. Yeah, that's how the Seahawks did it. That's how the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's diamonds in the rough in the defense. Absolutely. Um, on on players getting paid, then we've obviously got. Miles Garrett, who is in the news saying he's due a massive contract from the Browns. I read something like 125 million across five years. Five yeah. years, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's massive. Huge, though. He's he's a key cog, isn't he, on, on that team? And he's he yeah. definitely a leader, uh, bar what happened in that Steelers game at uh, the back end of last season. Um, October 16th is when they visit Heinz Field, by the way, week six. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> going back to what I was saying, like, aside of the, the quarterback, you've got you to build from the trenches and like he is the stalwart of that team, isn't yeah. he? And he is a decent human being. He's a very smart player. He is elite in his position. And those guys are, are very rare to come by. You know, who knows how much the Bosa brothers are going to be worth when their time comes to get paid. Oh, I think they're oh, going to my. break, the, um, yeah. break the, the, the records again. That's going to be a joke, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The thing is, as we've seen, as you said before, in the English football and in like the Premier League and, you, and then in Europe as well, you know, as soon as one big team pays one big player a certain amount of money, all the big players around Europe, around everyone, like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? The market just changes. And we're going to see that change every year. It's only going to go up and up and up until it becomes absolutely stupid. Um, but still, hey, people people always say, oh, sports stars get paid too much money. It's always going to happen. It's, it's, a, it's a fact we need to just get used to and get past because yeah. it's going to keep happening until until we're, we're gone and then carry on going. 
Um, well, it's basically the entertainment industry at this point now, isn't it? Yeah. As, as, as much as it is a sport, which it clearly is, obviously with the amount of TV that they get and stuff like that, it, it is as much multimedia and entertainment than it is a, an actual sport now. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth, especially this this uh, time that we're living in when we miss sport, when it went and when it came back, it is provide because it provides escapism, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah, you you, uh, you have a sense of uh, tribal mentality about you. You know, you've got your team and you, you follow your team, whether it's this side of the pond or over in the States or across North America. And you've got that rooting interest and it allows you just to escape from this. Well, this Corona world that we're in at the moment, which is why we're all hopeful that there will be an NFL season this year, because again, we can escape. We can look uh, at our fancy football teams each week, checking out daily, you know, read reports and we get our waiver wires on a, on a Wednesday morning. I tweeted that out this morning. I was dropping the boys off at, uh, at school and uh, thinking, well, this is the last school week of this term. And the next time they're at school, it'll be September. When September comes, Wednesdays, when they're dropped off at school, I'm always checking my email because around nine o'clock you get your, uh, your waiver wire news, which is, uh, which is a great time. <laughs> Great time in the, in the week during the, the yeah. football season. And it, do, it, just, it, it allows you just to focus on something else, take your mind off the, the stresses and strains. You know, no matter how uh, insignificant in the grand scheme of things, fancy football is, dare I say it. But it does. It just allows that, that escapism. So you're, you're right. It is, it is entertainment. Um, but it's, it's so much more yeah. than that. And I think you know, these guys are the stars. And they are the main attraction. And we love being able to watch them week in, week out. So and that's why they're going to get paid. And that's why going back to the TV deal and there's going to be monster revenue coming through from that. And you just yeah. see how much is growing in this country and how much they want to expand the NFL globally because the more it expands, the more interest is going to be and the more money they can make. Yeah. That's all the owners want. And that's all the players want. The players just want a little bit more. I think the owners are, are all seen as quite greedy, which I tend to agree with, really, to be honest. Um, but no, because I think there was a couple of years ago when they weren't spending anywhere near up to the cap that they had because they didn't think that players were kind of worth it, especially like kind of like some, some like back of the roster players. But I mean, I think they're putting into place now, aren't they, that a, a certain percentage of the cap has to be hit by every team. Yeah, which I right. think should help. That should be good for certainly players on the lower end of the, of, of, of the spectrum as well yeah. um, by increasing those veteran minimums and, and, and stuff like that. Well, I think we all agree. The money is just part of the game. It's getting more and more exciting, which is fantastic for us. Um, the one thing that I'll bring up now, which I am concerned about, um, obviously we said that we hope there's an NFL season this year. And as you brought up then, it, it is part of our lives for what four or five months of the year and without that what are we going to do four or five months of the year <laughs> it fills a hole for us um however there are players around the league that are expressing concerns about even playing themselves do do you think that there'll be players in the league that that do just say sorry i'm not going to play do you think the people uh, there will be players that will just say the money's just not worth it for me i'm not i'm not doing it yeah, totally, totally. We we seen it in baseball uh, last week. Buster Posey, former um, MLB Rookie of the Year back in 2010 when the San Francisco Giants won the World Series. Um, his family have just adopted uh, twin baby girls. They're born premature, and he doesn't want to run the risk. So he said, quite frankly, he's he's not going to play. Um, 
And uh, I know that the 49ers, Tevin Coleman, he's got some, uh, some health issues. He hasn't announced anything yet, but his daughter uh, has got it as well. So you'd, you'd question whether yeah. he would play, um, which might play then into Raheem Mostert's hands. He, you know, he put in that, that trade request. But then yeah. if uh, Tevin Coleman, though Tevin Coleman will get some guaranteed money, but that may allow some kind of restructuring uh, with the 49ers and Raheem Mostert. But though, I mean, that's, that's just, just one example. I think, you know, obviously there's so many players across the NFL. I, I would be surprised if players don't come out and say that they're yeah. not going to play because they're human beings at the end of the day. I think yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. said that he's not, he's not too sure if he wants to play, whether, whether that's him being actually genuine or just him being Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> different story, but um, there's definitely, I think I'm pretty sure um, one of the guys we'll speak about in a bit, uh, Shaq Barrett, I'm pretty sure he raised concerns about it. And this is what I've told Tom before and obviously discussed it with on the podcast that some of the bigger guys, there is more of a risk when the, if a bigger guy gets it because of the respiratory system that is attacked. Um, it's, you know, when Ezekiel Elliott got it and he was absolutely fine and no one even saw him even sweat. With it. <laughs> so, you know, it, it definitely attack people differently and, and people are going to have concerns. It it goes back to something, I'm not sure we discussed it a while back, that uh, they might it might be worth them having an extra roster of guys just fit at all times in case people just say, listen, I'm not going to take that risk. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point as well. I think, you know, there's obviously going to be plenty of guys out there and you got to feel for the undrafted free agents as well, who potentially might not have a preseason yeah. to prove their worth. So if you could sign them to the, the practice squad and you've got this uh, resource pool where you can, you could tap in, they get to know the playbooks week in, week out, and, they get get to develop and, and nurture uh, under the wings of obviously their, their coaches and coordinators, then that would prove beneficial and healthy. I mean, it's going to be surprising up towards the uh, the trade deadline just to see how many trades will will go through. Especially if, if there's no college season, yeah. Then what are teams going to do? They're going to say, well, you know, I'd rather invest my first round pick in somebody who's tried and tested than yeah. a college. I, I think that's going to be quite a big factor. I think if the college season is limited or doesn't happen at all, I think we'll see a lot of trades happening. Yeah. Um, whether it is for first round picks, second round picks, third round picks, I think that trade deadline um, week will probably be the busiest. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what? I know. For, I know it's not an exciting time because it's obviously all arisen from an absolute disaster. But it is going to be um, an interesting one, should we say, for us fans watching it all because we're not going to ever see. Well, hope I touch wood. We don't ever see anything like this again because it hasn't been enjoyable. Uh, and obviously, sport is dealing with it in different ways, different different sports. And it is going to be interesting for us to watch how the NFL copes. And it isn't just going to be now; it's been a knock-on effect over the next several years of how it's going to affect from from what's happened now. So it is going to be quite a good one to watch. Um. So the main thing we're on here to talk about is the franchise tag deadline. Um, there are a few players on there. Um, obviously, Chris Jones got removed from that list as he got his big contract. Um, so, are there any on the? I'll, yeah, I'll go through the list for you first of all, and then we can discuss them. So, there's obviously the big boy Dak Prescott um, on his thirty-one point four million dollar franchise tag. There's Shaq Barrett on his fifteen point eight million dollars. Uh, Bud Dupree, uh, 
15.8 million. AJ Green, 17.8. Anthony Harris, 11.4. Derek Henry, 10.2. Hunter Henry, 10.6. Matthew Judon, 15.8. Yannick Ngogwe, who's 17.7. Brandon, is it Sheriff? Sheriff. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at that name. Uh, (laughs) 14.7. Justin Simmons, 11.4. Joe Turney, 14.7 14.7 and Leonard Williams on 16.1. Now, there's quite a few players in there that I am quite surprised aren't being signed to long term deals um, or at least traded away. So, like Yannick and Gokwe, I'm absolutely shocked that he hasn't been traded away yet. Um, AJ Green, by the way, with his injury history, is on a $17.8 million franchise tag. Amazing. Yeah. Steady pair of hands for the rookie QB, though, isn't he? Yeah. There for this year. And I think, yeah, perhaps that's why he's sticking around. Um, and that's why the team will want him around because he is, he's, he's one of only a few, isn't he, uh, elite at his position, regardless of his, uh, his injury background. But Yannick Ngokwe, I mean, he, he outed Tony Khan, didn't he, on Twitter? I mean, what, a, yeah, what an yeah. evening that was. Way back when was that in March, April? That feels time? like forever just, ago, man. Oh, man. That feels so long ago. It was so crazy. <laughs> Coronavirus was uh, was only just being talked about, I think, back then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Yannick Ngokwe, uh It'd be interesting to see what what happens there. We're talking about um, you know guys on that defensive line, and he's certainly a, a stud in that position. Um, I can't see any future for him. No, with the Jaguars. No. Well, he said yeah. he doesn't want to play there as well, hasn't he? Yeah, and um, apparently they have been receiving offers right up until the, uh, the deadline today, but they've not received anything of good enough value apparently. Um, so I don't know whether they're just going to try and force his hand to play or or what. Because if, if he doesn't play, he misses out on the salary, doesn't he entirely? Right. Yeah, I think so. It puts the player in a tough position, um, but as well, I think it's just going to create a bit a bit of mess for the locker room as well, which I think the Jaguars have had enough of recently. Yeah, I mean they're clearly in rebuild, and they want to, they want to, you know, change the uh, the culture in that locker room. And if he's a poison apple in there, then we're going to want to get rid of him as quickly as they can. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I've I've spoken to him a couple of times, and he's uh, he's a he seems a really genuine, nice human being. Um, Quite quiet uh, compared to. Uh, his former teammate Calais Campbell, who's just an absolute beast and a character. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was surprised about you know with with Yannick Ngakwe. But reading into his uh, his tweets over the past few years, they, they've they've been loaded. His his comments. He hasn't seemed happy there. Yeah. For some time. Yeah. So this this has been coming, but I am surprised that they they haven't moved him on. But then I guess you've also got to be seen that. You're, you've, if, if you're operating a, an organization, you've got to be shown as, as being strong and you're not going to be dictated to by the players. So I think he's also got to be made an example of as well in this situation. It's probably why the Jags haven't moved him on. We'll probably see him move um, around the trade deadline and uh, or if a team gets desperate, they get injuries yeah. uh, on their defensive line um, during training camp, then perhaps the uh, the Jags will probably get more than they've been uh, been holding out for. Interesting one about Dak Prescott. Am I, I mean, am I, who knows what's going to happen there? The one, am I right in saying that the deadline is in what fifteen minutes? That's right. Yeah, fourteen. Now, yeah. That's right. yeah. Right, so, is there anyone on that list that I just said then that you think will be getting a last minute deal? Apparently, Henry is about to sign a deal. 
So it has been has been reported that they're they're expected to reach a long term deal. Um, so that came out about forty five minutes ago. Okay. Um, so that's expected to happen, but I think that's the only one really. Everyone else is either still to sign, and so presumably will sign in time, or they've mm. already signed it. Crazy. I uh, no. can't believe Shaq Barrett hasn't got a contract. Yeah, but he was like a one year wonder. So like, I mean, this is a Bucks fan as well. I'd have loved to have him, but at the same time. That was his first year of big production. So he'd, he'd been a backup at Denver. Um, and you'd assume he'd have been a backup for a reason. Um, and we've obviously got a great deal last year in free agency. I think when he, yeah, I think he only got paid $5 million last year, mm-hmm. which is very good. Obviously, it's sack leader, like you've said. But would you pay someone like top five money after just one season of production? Yeah, probably not. Or would actually, you yeah, wait a, bit, a little bit longer? Like I feel like Tampa of a few years ago, like five, ten years ago, would have just paid him a boatload of money, given him a massive, a massive contract, and probably been unable to get out of it if it turned bad. So I actually think that they are being quite sensible this time. Um, and if he produces again this year, then we can break the bank for him. Mm. Um, but I think they have been right to, to to wait for a year. Yeah. So Dak Prescott, what is going on? Like. He wants four years. They want five years. What is, what is happening? Like, imagine, my, like my friend brought this up today. He said to me, imagine they go on a run this year and win the Super Bowl and they don't pay him. Imagine what they have to pay him then yeah. next year. That'd be like Joe Flacco, wouldn't it? Honestly, the Ravens. <laughs> well, yeah. but, but much more. But yeah. much more. Imagine what they're going to have to pay him next year if that happens. Yeah, and they say, isn't it? You know, you, you know your star players and, and you know that you're going to tie them down long term. So it's best to do it sooner rather than later, because the sooner you do it, the cheaper you're going to get them for. So yeah, uh, yeah who knows? I, it's, it's, I mean, Jerry Jones is, is baffling anyways, isn't it? But you know, is it because <laughs> are they going to make a play for Jamal Adams at some point down the line? Um, you know, they've, they splashed out and some of the key positions, you know, Mari Cooper, one of those uh, Zeke, obviously. And so how important is Dak to the franchise? It's, it's, it's baffling. I mean, it, yeah. Good luck second guessing Jerry Jones. That is a big one for me. So obviously we've got our writers that write for our website. Um, and there's been a big conflict in our group. Um, Cause I think that Prescott is up there with as important for that franchise as some of the top quarterbacks in that league. Um, and I'm being argued against saying, no, he's not. They could easily do just as well with Andy Dalton, some people are saying. And it's just not true. He has been remarkable since he's came into that team. The fourth-round draft pick was not expect, was not drafted to be a replacement of Romo. Just drafted to be a backup. Turned out to be unbelievably good. Ran the offense like, he was, like he'd been there for 10 years. And he may not be the top, a top five uh, quarterback in talent, that's not what you pay someone for. You're paying him because at that time, he is the best quarterback available to you. And it, yeah, okay, if you had Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes available, then you obviously go and choose them. But you haven't got them available. You've got uh, Dak Prescott. I don't know why. I don't understand the whole messing around. If he's, got, if he's willing to sign a four-year contract, give him it. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what are the options? Exactly. Like going Andy back to home. your point. <laughs> what what are the options? 
You're going to yeah. bring Colin Kaepernick on a, as a PR move for or what? You know, it's uh, and clearly he is uh, key and influential on that offense on the team. You just look at the way when he's fully fit and he delivers. Yep. He hasn't failed to deliver. Last season when they needed him to step up, he stepped up. It's yeah. uh, in, you know he's clearly happy there, but yeah, it's it's a bizarre old situation. A yeah. lot of people yep. put the uh, demise of, of the team towards the back end of the season down to him, and realistically, it wasn't that defense massively mm. underperformed last year, big time. So mm. he did what he had to do. He threw for what over four thousand uh, passing yards. Yeah, he, he had an great, incredible season. I think you know it wasn't down to him that the, the team didn't succeed. It was they did lay a few eggs against playoff teams, though. Like he he did struggle in some of the bigger games against the better teams, and the whole team struggled in particular in those games. But he also did have some of his worst games in those ones. Yeah, yeah and they, they, they even got they, they got battered by the Jets as well, didn't they? Yeah, the terrible right. game against the Jets. Um, so yeah, the whole team did struggle at times, and he was part of that struggle. But yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think I'd I'd ever pay Dak Prescott like top five. Top top five money, I know that that's how it goes with quarterbacks. Kind of the next one due to get paid will get the top five money, and I understand that that's probably what will inevitably happen. Um, what would you do now then? If you're if you're Jerry Jones sitting there, you you know your options. You've got Andy Dalton, you've got Colin Kaepernick, yeah. you've got you Cam Newton's gone. The boat's gone on him. What what are you doing here? Are you are you paying him or not? If the difference, if they were all agreed upon the money. And the money was, it would have been top five money. And the only thing was the one year difference in the length of contract. Then if you were Jerry Jones, then you probably would do it just to get some long-term, some longer-term security. But I would say that what well, that could probably give you like, because that, that could give you say like three extra wins compared to Dalton. Because Dalton in that offense with all the options they have could still distribute to the, the ball to the right places. He wouldn't be able to do it at the same spectacular level. He wouldn't have the same stats to be some missed throws in there. But I still think he could do a serviceable enough job to at least get you into the playoffs. Mm. Three three wins is huge. Like Three wins could be playoffs and not playoffs. Well, three wins last season would have been playoffs, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Three, wins, three wins is huge, Tom. So yeah, I know. It's, to say a quarterback is three more yeah. wins, that could be the case of an extra five, six million on his contract. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. Where... I mean, I think they've, they've still got a big problem in their secondary though. I think that's going to be their big downfall. Like they are going to be able to score points, I think very easily. They're going to be one of the top offenses again in the league, you would imagine. I think it's going to be whether their defense can stop people and if they can, keep, um, and if their offense can then keep up. I yeah. think that's going to be their problem this year. So did they make a move for Jamal Adams? Ooh. I would have made the move for Jamal Adams already. Yeah. I would have, I'd have given the Jets what they want. Yeah. We talk yeah. about generational talent. He certainly is in that position. Yeah, absolutely. He's been Pretty so hard. fun to watch. Like I was hoping the books would trade for him, and he was one of the seven teams I think that he'd be interested in joining. Um, so I'd love it if we traded for Jamal Adams um, on the books. But fair play. We'll see. And what would you do if you were Jerry Jones, sat there with all your options in front of you? What would you do? Pay him. Pay him. Pay him. Yeah, definitely pay him. Um, I think he's he's proven it, uh, and I think what are the other options out there? And I don't think there are any or many options at all out there um, that would 
boost your team. So I don't think I don't think there's there's anybody that he can make a move for Jerry Jones that would make his team better at that position. Yeah. yeah. Um, and who knows what's out there in, in future uh, drafts, but that's a gamble you can play. You can pay in the in the draft, and you can bring them in cheap. You could tie Dak down. And you could structure a deal, whereas, you know, if if there is somebody out there, you've got your eye on some college prospect, you can bring him in, he can learn the ropes, and then at some point you can part ways with Dak. But I think if uh, if there's nobody better out there and he's he's somebody that understands the organization, but then he's got a whole new head coach as well, hasn't he? So you know, what does the head coach want? What does the head coach think? Um, is, is he the guy for Mike McCarthy? Who knows? Uh, is that an issue here because Dax has been uh, Jason Garrett's guy, hasn't he? Uh, since he's been at the organization. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's uh, certainly an interesting one. Is, is that why uh, they time down on a, you know, they, they franchise tag him, they can keep him there and they can tag him again the year after, and then they can see how he works with McCarthy. And if things don't work out right, then they wash the hands and, and away they go and they can move on. But yeah. right now I don't, I don't think there's anybody better than, than Dak uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So if you've got him in-house, you might as well keep him in there and, and pay him. Yeah, and I think the franchise tag isn't that bad a thing for Dak, I think. He could use it the way that Kirk Cousins did. To, I mean, yeah. yes, it's less security. And if he got injured this season, then that, that is going to be a big blow to him. But if he does stay healthy and he can reach the open market next year, he probably then would be paid like the number one quarterback, definitely, because you'll always make more money on the open market. Yeah, yeah. totally. I think the Cowboys be in a much worse position if they don't pay him next year. So it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one to see. Um, okay, good to talk about that. Um, obviously, the time is ticking. We're about four minutes away. So re- in reality, <laughs> these guys are going to be on the on the franchise tag pretty much. Maybe Derek Henry might not be. Um, the next part we're going to go to in our podcast. And, and last time you were on, we said goodbye. We were happy, happy, and. Me and Tom sat here and said we could listen to Ant's stories all day, every day. I mean, and you know what? We yeah. think that our listeners should also get the, uh, the pleasure of listening to some of your stories. So give us one of your stories from, from your time covering the NFL. Yeah, you know what? When, uh, when you reached out uh, earlier this week and uh, you, you asked for a few, few stories, I, I mean, I've got a few stories and I could, uh, could talk all day. Um, <laughs> There's one here before uh, we came on air. I told you uh, about my chance encounter with a certain Dan Marino. This is <laughs> when the, uh, the Dolphins were over at Wembley on one of the many occasions. I think it was the last time they were here. And um, I was stood in, in the lift. So where the, uh, the media room is uh, at Wembley Stadium, there, there are a couple of lifts that, that you can get. And there, there's a secret one that, that I know of where if you go behind the kitchen where, where they obviously prepare the, the food for a very hungry press box there's a there's a lift that takes you straight down to outside the uh the locker rooms down in the bowels of Wembley Stadium so I know about this uh this secret lift and um I've had a couple of chance encounters at this secret lift with some former um quarterback greats from the NFL one of whom was Dan Marino so I'm sad I don't know if uh, listeners I'm, I'm sorry if you if you, uh, if you can't see this but I was wearing this cap as you can see it's a navy blue cap and it's got a navy blue maple leaf on the front so he looks at it 
being a Pittsburgh boy, and he says, uh, hey, I'm a Penguins fan. Uh, nice to see the Maple Leafs. I said, it's not the Maple Leafs. It's, it's the Blue Jays. And then he's oh. like, oh. <laughs> and then he turned around. And then the lift comes down. And my mate's just stood there next to me. And he's like, he gives me that look. He's like, what have you done? And look, I'm, I'm not a Maple Leafs fan. I'm, I'm wearing my Winnipeg Jets t-shirt here. I haven't grown up in Winnipeg and um, been to many Winnipeg Jets games and seen many great players play the Jets, such as Wayne Gretzky. There's no way Toronto, I'm not going to be uh, wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs um, cap. So this is, uh, this is Blue Jays cap. So I smacked Dan Marino down and then we're, we're going down. Uh, so the, it's like the, the mezzanine floor. So it's about five floors. And then we go down to, uh, to the bottom floor where we go out and obviously he's going down to the tunnel. We were heading down to the tunnel at that point and uh, the door opens and he turns around and he goes, have a nice day. <laughs> and then he oh. walks off and my mate goes, <laughs> he's like, you just smacked down Dan Marino. I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's not the Maple Leafs, is it? It's Blue Jays cap. Yeah. <laughs> and if he that, was a real fan, he would have got that as well. He should still recognize. Exactly. Come on, dude. You know, yeah. I know, I know you're, uh, you're a Penguins fan. You love uh, your, your pit sport, but surely, come on. If you're a Pirates fan, you're going to know that that's a Toronto Blue Jay spring training cap. <laughs> Smackdown, <laughs> Dan Marino. In, in, that, in that lift um, as well. Um, so it would have probably been the, the year before when the, the Chiefs were over and we're waiting for it to, uh, the lift to come up. And uh, this old guy comes and joins us with, uh, he's got his uh, Chiefs, you know, official Chiefs clothing on and, um, and pre- press passes, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there, there's a younger guy with him and clearly they're, they're radio broadcasters and we're, we're going down the lift and uh, the guys with him is going, Hey, do you know? Because we got chatting to, uh, that was it. He asked us, he says, uh, do, you, do you guys know how to get to the locker room? And we said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going there now. Follow us. Um, we'll, we'll go in this because this is a, this is a quicker way. Um, and we're heading down to the Chiefs locker room as well. So, you know, follow us. We'll, we'll literally send you there. And uh, so the younger guy, whilst we're, we're having the conversation in the lift, says to me, he goes, do you know who this guy is? No, I know. This is uh, Len Dawson. I was like, whoa, Len Dawson right. is in Super Bowl, Len Dawson. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I was like, Len, what, a, what an honor to meet you. And yeah. we're, we're chatting <laughs> away and uh, going down the lift. And then we're walking all the way to the locker room. Then we have to wait to be uh, granted access into the locker room. He just strolls on. But this guy, you know, winner of Super Bowl three, he played in Super Bowl mm-hmm. one. There's an iconic shot of him. Just uh, Google Len Dawson. Not Les, <laughs> but Len Dawson. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's the iconic photo of him just smoking a camel at halftime, nice. yeah. you know, back in the day. The antithesis of uh, Patrick Mahomes and the current Super Bowl winning. <laughs> imagine Tom Brady game. doing that. Could you imagine? Just like <laughs> sat there with New TV 12 and... method. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one, isn't it? Yeah, this will uh, reduce the years and the stresses and strains of the NFL. <laughs> so uh, Len Dawson in, in that, that lift. Um, but yeah, another, another good one is when the, the, the New York Jets came over the year of the 350 toilet rolls that they brought over with them. Uh, Rex they brought Ryan. their own I toilet did... rolls? Yeah, yeah. They, they brought 350 rolls of their own toilet paper over with them. Do they not trust British toilet paper or something? Wow. <laughs> I, I had uh, Jeremy Curley on the show a couple of weeks ago because he, he came over 
was part of that Jets team, and I brought that up, and he said, "Dude, I I don't I don't even think I used one whole roll of uh, of, of toilet roll the whole time we were here." And, he, and then he said, "You know what? Knowing Rex Ryan the way he is, he's probably just embellished that and just to to make it a more of a story than yeah. it actually was." But the Jets had just just landed, and it was 2015, and they'd um. They were using London Irish's uh, training facility uh, for their practice session. And also using that because it was the World Cup 2015 Rugby World Cup. Uh, Australia were there and uh, Wales were using it as well. So they, they had their own fields fenced off. You couldn't see the, uh, the rugby fields, but you, you walked past them. Um, so the Jets had, uh, had like literally just landed and they're all stood around um, talking and you know, you can, you can mix in and, uh, and chat to whoever, or so I thought. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick sat on this, uh, this golf cart, this buggy, and he's, you know, he's chilled. He could have been smoking a camel. He's looking so chilled. Um, <laughs> beard looking great. And uh, yeah. so I just buddied up next to him and um, started having a chat. And I said, are you, are you, are you happy chat? And he says, yeah, yeah. So I, I pulled the microphone out and we're, we're talking for a good couple of minutes, talked about his flight and then, you know, looking ahead to the game. And then the press officer say, uh, comes over and he says, uh, sorry, he's talking on the podium. And then Ryan's like, oh, no, no, it's cool, man. It's cool, it's cool, cool. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, great, cheers, Ryan. Um, he goes, no, no, Ryan, no, you're, you're, you're going on the podium. You're not talking. Sorry, he's not talking. He's only talking on the podium. And Ryan's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I was like, hey, no, that, that's cool. If ever there's like somebody who was like so cool and just so chilled about it all, <laughs> Yeah. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's just there. He, he didn't care, but you've got this uh, this press officer coming to you, and yeah, uh, you know, saying, "Oh no, you can't speak to him. He's too precious to uh, to be able to be spoken to at this moment <laughs> in time." And Ryan's just like, "Dude, what's what's wrong? What's wrong?" Yeah. Um, and I also, think Fitzpatrick yeah, figured out how to be a backup quarterback a long time ago because he seems so chilled yeah. and he seems to actually really appreciate the time that he has. Too. He yeah, he just take his chances. Like well, that's, when he was in, in for the books, that was dead exciting. He played yeah. great for the Dolphins last year. Um, uh, he seems like led the rushing for the Dolphins as well, didn't he, he did, last yeah. year? <laughs> he did. But yeah, I mean, the guy he just he clearly he's got a love for the game. He's got so many kids as well. I think he can he knows yeah. how to handle people, doesn't he? And I think yeah. maybe the game provides a, a nice bit of escapism for him <laughs> away yeah. from the. <laughs> troubles of uh of home life and all those kids but yeah you're right he's such a a laid-back dude uh and he just he just loves it doesn't he he loves yeah. the game he's Wait. clearly got paid handsomely for it as a as a backup qb and you know he's he's certainly set for life uh he's a very well-educated man as we all know and he just clearly he's laid back he was chilled he yeah, couldn't care it. less he's made yet, it it's He's going to tick over for the next maybe three to four years being a backup quarterback. Yeah. Earning his money. Might get a dodd chance here and there. Might even start this year. I think he'll I think start he will. this year. Still, he'll yeah. definitely start. Yeah. yeah. Really, you'll probably see him around uh, up until around week eight. And then if you know, they, they start sliding, then you bring the young buck in, don't you? But uh, yeah, he's. I think he's going to enjoy having him under his wing, isn't he? Yeah, you know, yeah. He seems to work. like he seems to like the teaching as well. Yeah, I think you see you do see a lot of quarterbacks that some of the older veterans that some of them do like to, to to help and teach out, but certainly some of the old starters don't take any interest in that at all, do they? Like notably, um, Big Ben and Brady's not really been shown to do that yeah. before. No. So yeah, I think I think Fitzpatrick's just got that nailed down. Big Ben must have just seen Mason Rudolph and just seen him in practice and said, "I am have nothing to do with that." 
<laughs> oh man <laughs> um yeah but they're also at uh london irish uh they're at the training complex there so teams use that facility pretty much every year when they come over um not every not every game but i guess it depends on the fixture load both for london irish uh and then you know when obviously the nfl games are over here but the arizona cardinals uh use that facility and so you you rock up there's a nice uh cafe bar there i guess there, there it is a bar which is surprising is it's a rugby training facility but there we go um so you we, we sit in there and you, you've got your your tables and uh you know you can help yourself to the coffee the arizona cardinals provided very good cookies by the way very fresh cookies it's interesting because okay. you know teams they, they may use the, the same facility but it's they present different foods and sometimes some of them you, you, you hardly get anything but uh they had very good cookies from memory of, uh, on this occasion so <laughs> we went and um, <laughs> that's, that's the one, one thing <laughs> one thing that stands out as well as this uh this uh, encounter i seem to have these chance encounters with these uh with these stars but um so next door was the uh like the the auditorium they've, they've got the the platform and um uh larry fitzgerald was speaking bruce Arians spoke uh, Carson Palmer spoke, so I went in, got a few questions to uh, to Larry Fitz, who is just a legend, isn't he? He's a he's a great yeah. guy. And um, then outside there was like the, uh, the the media scrum afterwards, and I went in and grabbed a cup of coffee, and then sat at the table it was Tyron Matthew, your honey badger himself. Amazing. And All he right. just he was just just chilled. I mean, they just landed as well, and. Um, I just sat down with him uh, with my a cup of coffee and just asked how he was. And then I said, look, I'm not recording anything. This is just, just us chatting. He's like, Hey, yeah, man. And we just, we just talked, we talked about family. He asked about my family. Um, I thought we asked about, I asked about his flight and how, you know, how he was coping and, you know, the season that they're having and, and all that. And it was just you know, five minutes of, sitting with this guy who you know he's he's had a, a bit of a controversial background but also who's like a, a real star in yeah. the nfl and you're like there's nobody else in this room and <laughs> sat down talking to him and just chat with him as if we we're we we're long lost friends you know we're just i'm Amazing. just sat there having a cup of coffee with tyron matthew yeah and he was such a nice guy such a nice guy. you know the fact that he's asking me about my family which yeah. is just, you know, he, he didn't have to do that. No. He just landed from a flight, you know, who know I can't remember where they were um, the week before. They tend to fly from the, uh, from the East Coast over to here. So I don't even know if, if they were at home, whether they were playing an East Coast team. Either way, you know, he's knackered, clearly. Um, and, yeah, he had this time to, uh, to chat. Because they came over for the whole week. They built up the week before that game against the Rams. And then they got hammered, didn't they, at Twickenham in that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't even score a touchdown. They, Carson Palmer went out injured quite early on in that game, if memory serves me right. But uh, yeah, he was he was nice as pie. Um, and then when the Browns came over, now the Browns, um, when was that? 2017. It was actually on my birthday, and nice. I took my uh, my eldest. He's eight. He'll be nine in August. So that would be he was six at the time so uh <laughs> he made me put on this badge a happy birthday badge so i was we went and um 
the, the Browns had their, their practice session. This is at Penny Hill Park where uh, England uh, rugby HQ is. So they use yeah. the, uh, the, the pitch there. And we're stood on the, the sideline watching. And uh, Lewis, uh, no, uh, Ricardo Lewis. Um, so his name, Lewis, is spelt like my son, Louis, L-O-U-I-S. So Ricardo Lewis was, uh, was knelt down on the sideline uh, with another receiver. I can't remember who the other receiver was. Um, and then he sees uh, Louis, my son, because uh, Louis clocked that he got the name, well, he sees as Louis on the back, Louis 80. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ricardo Lewis turns around, he's like, hey, little man. And then um, <laughs> whoever the, I can't remember the other receiver, he's like, hey, come, come down here, come with us. And uh, they gave him their gloves and they got him to, nice. uh, to kneel down with, uh, with their helmets and they were, they were talking through. And then once they went on the field, they're like, Hey, see a little dude. What? And they're, they're like asking his name, you know, how old he is. And then they saw my badge like, Hey, it's your dad's birthday. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, and they're like, happy birthday. It's like, Oh yeah, cheers, man. Um, and then they went on the field and they're, they're, they're you know, going through their, the different workouts and they get some of the other guys to come over and see Louie and chat to Louie. And, uh, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, it was absolutely it just, just brilliant. That was before the Vikings game. And then we went and hung out, um, in the hotel complex there at Penny Hill Park, but the, uh, the Browns never came out. They, they didn't put anybody up. So we're sat around for two hours after that. And this is my birthday. And, you know, I'm sat, I've got uh, another son, Louis's younger brother. So at that time he was probably what four. Yeah. He must've been four at that time. If he wasn't four, he was three. Um, and you know they're at home with my wife waiting for us to uh, to come back and celebrate my birthday, which you know, I'm celebrating. I'm with NFL players, and yeah. you know they're making a fuss <laughs> of uh, of my boy, and he's he's getting all this uh, all this good stuff, all this merch and what have you. So we're sat for two hours. NFL Network had um had clocked, uh, so they come over and say happy birthday to me. Um, they give Louis uh, an NFL Network cap. And then because the Browns felt sorry that we were sat around waiting because they, they didn't put anybody up to speak. Because um, normally after the, the practice session, you go and you can mix around kind of like with the Ryan Fitzpatrick, although on that, you know, usually the quarterbacks are, you know, you, you can't touch them. They're, they are safe for the podium, but you could yeah. speak to all the other guys. You know, when the Rams came over, I remember, you know, speaking to uh, Cooper Cup, um, Aaron Donald and, and, and what have you. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, and on this occasion, it was the Browns, they, they warm up, you can watch that, you can get whatever shots you want, and then they go through their, their practice and you, you step away. Um, but the Browns felt so bad that they hadn't put anybody up. They came over to Louie and they just gave him all this merch, which is nice. just, just so good. So good. It's your birthday yeah. and he's getting all the gifts. Exactly. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I get home and you know, I was saying to my wife, I was like, oh, save the presents till later. Till we'll get back and we'll do that. And it, nothing, no present compared to the merch that, uh, yeah, that yeah. we had got from the, uh, from the Cleveland Browns. Nice. I think the, the best, the most professional of, uh, of the teams. I mean, the, the Jags have got it nailed now when they, when they come over. Um, but the Cowboys, when they were over, I mean, they are, uh, they are an operation, you know, they, they put money in. That was um, at the Saracens stadium, uh, the Allianz stadium. And you could stand. So teams, you, you cannot watch their practice sessions, but the, uh, the Cowboys said, Oh yeah, you can, you can watch, you can stand and watch. Just, just don't film. If, if we see your camera come out, uh, we're going to ask you to go. Yeah. Um, and I took a, a friend with me who's, um, 
uh, he was a Texan and he's a huge Cowboys fan. Michael Irvin was there as well. And he got a picture with, uh, with him. And when Jason Garrett came in, we were stood. So they had a, they had a tent outside um, and uh, Garrett walks in and he's like, good morning, gentlemen, to uh, my friend Ken and I. We're like, morning, coach. And he just, you know, the fact that he came out of his way to, uh, to chat to us. And then we watched, uh, we watched the whole practice and they were working um, on, uh, on the red zone plays. And then lo and behold, that game against the Jags on the, on the Sunday. So this would have been on the, the Thursday or Friday. And the play that they were, they were going through repeatedly for about an hour, same play, same play, same play. Um, and it was uh, Jason Witten. It was a play. It was Romo. Romo had the back injury, but he was there. He was practicing. And um, lo and behold, the first touchdown of the game was that play. And oh, uh, so the guy, the guy was with, play. yeah. And the, wow. the guy was with, I was saying, watch 82. Just, just watch him. He's going to break out here and he's going to make the move into the red zone. And he's going to, uh, sorry, into the end zone. He's going to, he's going to catch the touchdown. And the play, and it happened. It was just, it was phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. That I should have put money on a first touchdown score yeah. bet. You know, you know, <laughs> would have been on that. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had, oh. had at least teens. Yeah. Mate, sounds incredible. <laughs> you know what? We're not going to have too many because I think we should get you on again and tell some more stories because... I've got plenty more for you. I can bore you for like a, a monthly thing where we have you on it. It's like <laughs> story time. You know, you, you know when you have certain people in the world that if you met them in a bar and you had a few drinks, you could just sit there until the bar shut and you wouldn't care? You're the guy, mate. You're Dude. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> honestly... Hey. I'll, I'll tease, I'll tease a, a Jeff Reinbold story for next time. Oh, okay. There you go. There this you go. isn't NFL. This is CFL. But there you go. There's a little, little tease there That'll for yeah. me and Honestly, Jeff Reinbold. There's, I, I, I've said it's a, a comedian, Ricky Gervais. I'd love to sit and have a drink with him and just listen to him all day. I'd listen to you in a, in a bar or a pub anywhere all day. It looks, yeah. Honestly, the stories are amazing. Well, gents, well, thank you. I mean, look, it's, it's a pleasure being on. Love being here and, and talking to you. It's great. You, you guys are doing a great show. Absolutely love talking ball, and I've got all these stories, and it's uh, yeah, love sharing them, man. Absolutely man. love sharing them. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank obviously, you. it's been a been a pleasure having you on. Obviously, it is good to have somebody who actually knows a lot about what they're talking about. Obviously, me and Tom, we have we think we do, but you have got an extensive knowledge, which is fantastic to listen to. Um, well, you guys fact, have got uh, impressive knowledge yourself. So look, don't don't uh, don't downplay yourselves. You've uh, maybe not, maybe you've got not a Tom. great show. It's really good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm joking, Tom. Uh, um, okay, so we will leave it there. I think. Would you want to tell the guys where they can find you? Yeah, check me out on Twitter at ar wotton. So that's w o o t t o n. Also, the Transatlantic Sports Show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well at t a s s underscore uk. We have a podcast that comes out uh, weekly. We have some big names. Also react uh, to the big news from around the NFL, the NBA, and MLB. And we also try Dan Marino, if you're listening, get some NHL in there. So, you know, <laughs> don't get your Maple Leafs and your Blue Jays mixed up. In fact, Dan Marino, if you're listening, you want to tune in. You want to tune into this podcast and also the Transatlantic Sports Show <laughs> podcast just for, for educational value. So, yeah, look, we, we get, um, get some good names um, on the show this week, we've uh, reacted to the Redskins news. I have some great contacts at the Washington Post who's given us uh, some inside scoops, actually, over the, uh, the past few weeks. So, um, yeah, nice. check us out, if you want, especially this week. If you want to catch up on your Redskins news, then uh, that's where you find us, at T-A-S-S underscore U-K. 
I've suddenly started driving to work every every week now, just once a week. So that's on my podcast list tomorrow. Excellent. Good man. Well, there you go. We'll bring you up to speed on the Redskins. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and if you do want to find ourselves, we're at the Quick Snap UK on both Twitter and Instagram. And obviously there's the quicksnap.co.uk website. Give us a little, uh, little visit there. Uh, but until next time, hopefully we'll have more great content for you. But catch you next time. Network.